Hello, 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 everybody. I want to say welcome to the George Show. Um, I want to start off by saying happy pride to my fellow LGBTQIA plus uh, listeners, followers, anybody, you know, listening to this, just want to say happy pride. Um, although I feel like every month is pride, I always have pride within my heart. Um, you know, this is, you know, a time that we should really, I would say just maybe reflect on and just look at how far we've come individually and as a society. And obviously we're not perfect. We're not exactly where we need to be yet, but I feel like we're making great strides. And, um, yeah, just wanted to start off by saying happy pride. Um, so for this episode, I kind of have like a couple topics I want to talk about. Um, the first one I want to talk about is I recently watched, uh, 13 Going on 30 for the first time. Um, I'll wait for you guys to be surprised. Um, (laughs) and, um, it was such a good movie. I think it's similar to Friends where I didn't watch Friends until I was in my mid twenties, uh, when I was living in New York. Um, but I feel like If I watched it when I was, like, younger, when I was actually, like, airing, I don't think it would have had the same impact on me because, A, I wouldn't have understood a lot of, like, the sexual jokes. It would have went, like, straight over my head. And, um, two, um, I wouldn't have felt really much of a connection to it. Um, But I felt such a connection to friends because, you know, I was also, like, around their age, living in New York City, Um, you know, going through, like, the same ups and downs with, like, finding a good job. Um, when Rachel got a job as being a buyer, I felt so inspired because I wanted to become a buyer, and then I eventually became a buyer, and it was kind of, like, a cute little moment. And, um, yeah, so I feel like 13 going on 30, it's similar to that in that aspect where, um, because I'm almost 30. I turned 30 in September, and... Um, I don't know. I just felt really, I could relate to a lot of the themes that Jenna went through in the film. Um, I was telling my roommate and a couple of my friends, um, including Erica, who you all know, (laughs) that, um, I cried twice during this movie. I cried, the first time I cried was towards the end, um, on his wedding day where, she goes to his house. Um, well, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen um, 13 Going on 30. You probably don't want to listen for the next two minutes. You might want to fast forward. Um, but basically, like, she goes to his house and she finally has the epiphany that, oh, my God, like, I'm in love with Maddie. Like, he's the one that I think I should be with. Like, you know, he's the one for me. And so... She goes to his house on his wedding day. He's literally about to get married. And she's she's just like, um, basically, yeah, like, I love you. I just not realized that I want to be with you. But Matt, Matt, well, his name is Matt, but she calls him Maddie. He's just like, Jenna, you know, I like you and stuff, but where we went on different paths in life, like we went different ways, um, you know, with jobs and careers and stuff like that. And I chose, I forget his fiance's name, but I, she was just like, I chose her. Like, she's the one I 
chose to spend my life with and you know basically like too little too late basically and uh, the look on her face just like destroyed me because she very much was trying to keep it together but you could just tell she was like crushed like he just like broke her heart crushed her soul like it's just I can't imagine being in that situation and she's like oh okay um well you know I'm happy for you Maddie because like she he is her friend and so obviously she wants to be supportive of her friend who is about to get married and stuff like that but at the same time she's like he's the fucking one for her like she's in love with him but she had to put on a brave face and she's like okay um well and i think he then he gave her the dollhouse that he made for her for her 13th birthday and um she leaves his house and she just she's just heartbroken and then she like sits on um the stairs and she just holds the she looks inside of the dollhouse and she sees you know all the little intricate details he made into it and um she holds on it to it tight like a teddy bear she just starts crying and rocking back and forth similar to how she was in the beginning of the movie where um she's in the closet and she cries and then she wakes up 30 um i cried during that scene it was just like uh, i don't know she made some really not so great decisions um and she realizes that she made some not so great decisions as the film went on um but i feel like the biggest one that she probably realized was that she she was the one who was giving the rival magazine the information so that way they could always be a step ahead of her magazine um so she was like a fucking traitor um but of course when she woke up 30 she didn't she didn't do those things it was like who she was before um and so she did that and then also she had an affair with her co-workers like husband like she was walling like she, she was kind of she was doing the most but um yeah i like totally cried during that scene and then i cried again when she woke up and um she was 13 again and she like he opened the closet door and she gave him like a big hug and then she's just like of course she had this epiphany like maddie's the one for me even though he's like a little nerdy like a little you know like whatever like i love him you know and then it like fast forwards to them as like adults again and um they move into the house and it's you guys it's the same house <laughs> like it's the same color of paint that he made the dollhouse for her when she was 13 and it's just like i just lost i just bawled my eyes out it was just such a happy ending i'm so happy that they ended up together and i don't know maybe i could just be a little too invested in this movie that came out literally 100 years ago but i just i don't know it just made me really really happy that they ended up in they that they ended up together in the end and um yeah i just related to a lot of aspects in the movie like i'm about to turn 30 um unlike jenna i'm really happy with the person that i grew up to be um i feel like i have good morals i feel like i have a really strong 
work ethic. Um, I love who I am today. I have a lot of self-confidence. I'm very comfortable with myself. Um, I know who I am. Um, I love my style. Um, I'm very happy with who I am as a person um, today at almost 30. And even though I may not be exactly where I thought I would be, like career-wise um, and stuff like that, um, I'm very happy with it. And I think that's what's the most important thing after all. Um, and so basically now, 13 going on 30 is going into my Hall of Fame of um, my favorite movies of all time. A couple other ones are Clueless, uh, uh, First Wives Club, uh, Mean Girls, the Liz McGuire movie, and like Sex and the City movie, the first one. Um, all of those movies I love very, very much. And I feel like it's wild how certain movies can have an impact on you if you watch them at certain time periods in your life. Um, for me, when I watched Liz McGuire, uh, the Liz McGuire movie, I was a kid, obviously, when it first came out. And I wanted to see that movie in movie theater so badly. Like, I remember the... Because obviously I watched the show and I love Hillary and I'm just the number one Hillary Duff fan for life. And um, I just remember like all of those. Do you guys remember like movie surfers and all that? Those commercial break um, things like I remember there was a commercial. She was just like, hey, I'm Hillary Duff and um, get excited to watch the Lizzie McGuire movie come in a movie theater soon. And it was just like a preview of like the movie. And I was so excited and I would get so excited when I would watch it, um, you know, during commercial breaks on Disney Channel and stuff like that. And um, basically, I wasn't... Nobody took me to the movie theater to watch it in movie theaters because, like, my parents were like, oh, this is a girl's movie. Like, you know, you should be watching this movie. So I had to wait for it to come on DVD. And um, I was so excited when I was finally able to watch the movie. It was everything I could have ever imagined it to be. Um, it was just so magical. Like, I feel like any like, kid or tween at that time that watched the Liz McGuire movie for the first time, it was, like, almost, like, a spiritual thing. Like, it was just so cool to see her on the big screen and, you know, in a different place, a different setting. She was in Rome with Gordo, and um, it was just such a good message, and I love that movie very, very much. It has a very special place in my heart along with the soundtrack, because it just reminds me of, like, my childhood and all those cutesy things. Um, yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk about moving forward is TikTok. I am now very much more active on TikTok. Um, I first started TikTok when I went to LA for the first time last year with Erica. Um, we made a couple, I made a couple TikToks and I was just like, when I come back home to New York, I'm going to make a whole bunch more. I want to keep this momentum going. And it never happened. <laughs> so, I don't know. Last weekend, I was off for, like, the first time in, like, I don't know how long. I hadn't had, like, a Saturday and Sunday off in a very long time. And so, I just, like, took a nap on Saturday. And I woke up feeling very refreshed and inspired. I'm like, you know what? 
today's the day I'm going to start making some TikToks. And so I made like a whole bunch. Um, I made a couple of styling TikToks. I did like a handbag collection TikTok. I did, um, I just did like a whole bunch of them and I just saved them in my drafts and I just posted them like uh, daily, like once a day as the week went by. And I feel like that's kind of like just my way to go about it. Um, my friend Veronica, who was on the show with me, we did the uh, Met Gala episode. Um, she is a really big TikToker and she gave me some advice. And that was one of the pieces of advice she gave me. She said, um, when you're off, have like a day where you create content, you know, and um, just post it throughout the week. It's a lot easier and um, you don't have to worry about it, you know. So just wanted to give you guys that heads up uh, my tiktok is the same name as my instagram my twitter it's kajorge same name as the show uh k-u-j-o-r-g look me up check out my videos and yeah um i love tiktok it's very very cute it's so fun it very much reminds me of like vine um back because vine came out when i first started college and it was so much fun. Like I, it was so fun to like express myself in a new way and you got to be really, really creative because you only had like six seconds, you know? Um, and yeah, if I could find my old find somehow, that would be so amazing because I'm just very, I can remember like a couple like that I did, but I'm very curious to see like, the ones I haven't seen, obviously, since I was, like, 20, you know. I feel like it'd be really cute. But um, TikTok reminds me of Vine in that aspect where um, it's just a really fun way to express yourself and um, let your personality shine through. And you can be really, really creative. And it's all-inclusive. Um, you know, anybody can do a TikTok. And it's kind of crazy, like, what can become of your you know, TikTok um, activity. Like, you can really make it into something if you really put in the time and effort. And I think that is really, really awesome and fascinating. Um, moving on, I wanted to talk about music because I've been listening to a lot of really good music lately. Um, I love Harry's House. It's such a good album. Um, I was listening to it and I was cooking dinner the other night, just like dancing in the kitchen. And um, it's such a good album. I feel like starting with music for a sushi restaurant, it's very like go happy. I feel like it's a very good, cheerful, upbeat song. I really love it. Um, also really, I feel like my favorite song is Satellite though. Satellite definitely has to be my favorite song on the album. Um, I feel like every time I listen to, like, a new album, there's always that one song that is the very first time I listen to it, I'm hooked. Like, it's my number one favorite song. When I listen to Sweetener, it was Good Night and Go. Um, when I listen to... Uh, I think when I listen to Bangers, it was probably On My Own or SMS. Um, when I listen to Emotion... It was boy problems. Like, I feel like for some reason, whenever I listen to, like, an album for the first time, I always gravitate towards, like, a certain song or a couple songs. 
and um, I definitely gravitate more towards Satellite. Um, it's definitely my favorite song on the album, but I also really love um, Little Freak. I love uh, Late Night Talking. I love Boyfriends. The whole album is really, really good. Um, I also... <laughs> I'm also super random. Like, I feel like I'll listen to albums, like, later on. Like, and I just have, like, my favorite albums. I love Kehlani. Um, her first album that came out, I believe it was her first album. It was the one with um, Distraction on it. I've been listening to a lot of those songs lately. I love Distraction. I love... Um, you just keep on turning me back. Ooh, I sounded so ugly. <laughs> um, what other songs do I like on the album? Um, they Don't Want to See Us Be Happy. Because um, I Got You, that song. I really like it. Um, but on her latest album, I think... No, her second to latest album, the one that came out in 2020, there's a song called um, Bad News that I've literally been listening to on repeat every single day since last Saturday night. I have just have been randomly listening to it since last Saturday night. It's such a good song. Um, I love Kehlani's voice. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like she just has a very soulful, beautiful voice that I feel like it can go like, pop if she wanted it to go or she can stay like super soulful like r&b like i feel like her voice is very versatile and she's like a lyric genius like she's a very good lyricist um she's very talented um donda i also really really love the donda album kanye um i am i'm a pretty big kanye fan it's funny i feel like i didn't really listen to kanye a lot until um, Yeezus came out. I think Yeezus or... Mm, actually, no. I think My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is where I started to really pay attention to him. Um, and then moving on, he just always nails it. I fucking love Kanye. I know he is controversial. I love... I know that he is, you know, a little arrogant, but he is a musical genius and what he's accomplished with, you know, his line and uh, with Yeezy and everything like that. He's just really, really talented. Um, on Donda, I really love Hurricane. Um, that's probably, like, my favorite song on the album. I listen to it all the time. I sing it all the time. The Weeknd's voice, it just sounds so, like, chillingly good. Like, it's just so good. I love... Um, hurricane i love praise god believe what i say um i love how he sampled lauren hill um it's just so good remote control new again the lord i need you no child left behind like these songs i listen to daily like it's just so good um yeah he's he's really really good also really love sweetest pie dua lipa with megan the trainer um i said megan the trainer <laughs> Megan the Stallion. <laughs> um, 
It's such a good song. I feel like there's such a random pairing. Like, when I first heard they were coming out with a song, I was just like, um, okay. Like, I obviously love Dua as an artist on her own. I love Megan as an artist on her own. But I wouldn't think for them to collab. But they did. And it is quite sweet, if I must say. Um, I love the music video. It's so trippy. Um, Dave Myers directed it. Um, it's just like a really cool, sick video. Um, it's a really good, catchy song. I feel like it's like a good summer song too. Um, it's really, really good. Also, I have, I follow a lot of like Y2K accounts on Instagram. I love all things Y2K. It's very much like the essence of my style at the moment. Um, I grew up in the, two, in the 2000s. I very much have like a strong connection to like the music, the fashion, everything that was a part of that era. And um, one of these accounts, Y2K 2006, um, they posted like a mashup clip of um, a whole bunch of like iconic 2000s moments where it started off with like JLo hosting SNL and she took off her robe and she's wearing like the Versace dress. Um, it showed like a clip of like Mean Girls, um, a clip from like High School Musical, um, we're all in this together, like a whole bunch of like iconic like early 2000s clips. It was like all summed up into this video and it was to the song um, Give It To Me, Timberland with uh, Nelly Furtado and Justin Timberlake. And for some reason, I like forgot that song existed. And um, I've been hooked ever since. Like, I love, I think one of the most genuine, beautiful things that can happen in life is when you hear a song you haven't listened to in a very, very long time. And you kind of forgot that it even existed. And you fall in love with it once again. That's how I feel about Give It To Me. Like, it's so good. Ugh, it's just such a good song. I love it. Um, that I've been listening to. Um, what's another one I've been listening to? Um, what About Us by Brandy. Um, uh, Showstopper, Danity Kane. Um, Tell Me, Diddy, featuring uh, Christina Aguilera. Um, do you guys remember the group Dream? They were like um, a girl group. Also made by Diddy, kind of similar to, like, how he made Danny DeCane, but they're more, like, pop than, like, pop and R&B, I would say. Um, their album was really, really good, but basically, their song, This Is Me, oh my god, I completely forgot that song existed, and it's so fucking good, and I listen to it all the time now. It just, it's, like, pure pop perfection it's so good that song and then they also have a song called pain it's really really good um i don't know i've just been listening to like a lot of really good music lately but uh moving on to the next topic i told y'all i have like a whole bunch of different topics i want to talk about today um i want to talk about laverne cox because she just made history um, she's the very first transgender person to have her own Barbie doll made. Um, Mattel, they recently, um, announced that there's going to be a Laverne Cox, um, Barbie doll coming out. It's a part of their, like, collection with a bunch of other iconic, um, female figures in history. 
and um, I came across a video on Laverne's Instagram where she was talking about it and she was basically saying how, you know, when she was young, uh, she really wanted a Barbie doll, but her mom refused to buy her one. And so she said that uh, she's in therapy and she said that her therapist, one of the things that her therapist told her is that it's never too late to have um, a good childhood or a happy childhood. So she, uh, her uh, therapist, hello, her therapist suggested that she go out and buy a Barbie doll and like play with her. And so she did. And she said it was so healing for her. And I so related to this on like so many levels because I love Barbie. Um, I love Bratz. I love all of those. Um, do you guys also remember like Diva Stars? I feel like I'm the only one that remembers Diva Stars, but like my scene, like all those like dolls that came out in the early 2000s, like I always really, really loved and I always wanted them. But, you know, my parents, they're very African <laughs> and they're very traditional. And so they wouldn't buy me um, anything like super girly like that. So, you know, I, I just remember like when we would go to like Toys R Us, like and the thing is, I had a very happy childhood. I will say this. It's not that I only wanted, like, those toys. Um, you know, they, I pretty much got anything because I wanted. Like, I remember the Pikachu Nintendo 64 came out. My parents got it for me for Christmas. Um, I wanted a Poochie. My parents got me a Poochie. Um, like, I was also, like, into Legos, like, randomly. So they got me, like, Legos. So... I, they did give me basically everything else, else I wanted, but, like, it, when it came to, like, dolls and stuff or anything, like, girly, like, it was a no-go in my house. So, um, but I just remember have like, this feeling of, like, when we would go to, like, Toys R Us or, like, um, KB Toys. Do you guys remember KB Toys? Um, we would, like, walk in the aisles and, like, I would see, like, the pink aisle where they had, like, everything I wanted. <laughs> And I would have to just keep walking. It was like the saddest thing ever. But um, during quarantine, I just started collecting Barbies. I started getting the ones from the 90s specifically, like the ones that I just really, really wanted. I remember vividly like the Barbie commercials. Um, I like got them. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it was just... It was similar to how Laverne said it was healing. It was healing to just to like, um, just own them, have them around. I'm not like sitting around like brushing my Barbie's hair brushes or anything like that. But it's just like a nice thing to have in like the background. I feel like it's super camp. Um, it's just super fun. And it just makes me smile every time I look down at it because it just makes me think of like, oh, like man or child, like I finally got my Barbie, you know? And so... Um, I think the fact that Mattel made this move is really, really awesome. Um, also great timing. It's Pride Month. And, um, I think that it's a great representation for any child, whether they be trans or not, or, um, LGBTQ plus or not, of just seeing her doll and just seeing that you can be anything you want to be, you can be yourself and, um, you can, there's space for you in this world, basically. I think it's a really beautiful and important message that needs to be taught. And, um, 
it made me really, really happy. And I definitely want to add it to my collection. Um, what else I want to talk about? Um, I think the next thing I want to talk about is probably the last thing is, um, today marks the nine year anniversary of We Can't Stop, the iconic first single off of Bangers, Miley. Um, I cannot believe it's been nine years. It's wild, but it also makes sense because it came out when I was 21. Um, I'm about to be 30, so next year it'll be, I'll be 31, 10 years. Um, it also came out when Miley was 21. I love all my Disney girlies that I grew up watching, like Miley, Selena. Um, I don't really listen to Demi that much anymore, but, you know, they were a part of, you know, those girlies that I loved growing up and, um, and like the Jonas Brothers and, um, also like the Nickelodeon stars, like Miranda Cosgrove, Kiki Palmer, all the girlies. Um, I love the fact that like, we're all the same age and we're all turning like 30 this year. Like, I think it's really crazy, but also like, just really cute. Um, yeah, I can't believe that it's been nine years. It's insane. I, that song was so big for me at that time. Um, I was going through some life changes at the time. I had moved out of my parents' house for the first time. And I just felt really empowered listening to We Can't Stop, um, the record itself. And then Miley, obviously, you know, going through her transformation and really being herself, um, you know, it was just a really awesome time period. And then the fashion, the fashion was so next level, like her whole style, that whole Bangers era was such an inspiration to me. And the Bangers tour was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. But um, I'm about to be cut off by the timer. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the show. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.